0: Welcome to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. I'm Guy. I'm Jason. Today's episode, Swarm. Swarm. Here we go, Guy. Swarm. Swarm. I work for Swarm. 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 Really, right out of the gate, before we even get into it, mm-hmm. really good branding by this week's villain. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah you, you have no doubt what the name of the villain is by about six minutes uh-huh, into this episode. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's very yep. clear. Very clear. This is uh, so a, a, another one with... Uh, something coming down from space well there, there was i guess there was, last week there was a meteor that came down yeah, near the beginning of it yep. here we actually right. have like a we have like a alien thing coming in right? right it's uh right very very horrible blue rock and it just happens to be the same day they're at the they're they're doing a, a rocket launch with professor wells
0: which has got to be a nod to HG.
1: You'd think, right? Because this whole yeah. the whole episode is sort of like it really feels like an homage to 50s sci-fi.
0: Right? I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 50s sci-fi and like the and some of the horror of like the drive-in movies of yes. a little bit maybe early 60s, like the mm-hmm. all the insect movies that I think were right. quite... A thing in the 60s yes but yes. yeah mm-hmm. but yeah it would make sense to kind of give a tip of the hat to hg wells mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and orson orson wells or- doing the oh, War- yeah. world
1: yeah yeah true true absolutely
0: Which you mentioned this was an episode you loved as a kid here's a little tidbit into brian's childhood mm-hmm. i was convinced that hg wells was orson wells father when I was a young man <laughs> Because I was like, why else would they both be so involved in War of the Worlds? And they have to be related. And it's the same name. I mean, come on. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Spelled differently, but it's the same name, so they have to be related. I was really, <laughs> really stupid because <laughs> a young man, Jason. I'll
1: tell you. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. When I was a young man, I had no idea who H. G. Wells or Orson Wells were. So you okay. know, you got fair enough. You you gotta you gotta step on me there uh, for All sure. Right. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. book smart.
0: because yeah. yeah. I knew about books. <laughs> That's as far as it went.
1: <laughs> oh man, yeah. So, and this is another one where we get rolling really quick. Actually, you know, like last week, the Sunfire episode, that one, other than that action scene at the beginning, it takes a couple of minutes. Like, you know, it takes it takes maybe six or seven minutes of screen time for that one to kind of ramp up and get rolling. Right. This one, right. it's like that that little that blue meteor hits that farm, and we're we're off to the races right it. away with the with the swarm alien,
0: yeah. Yeah, and also a couple of other commonalities, if that's a word, between this episode and last week's episode is that early in the episode, Iceman is a skeptic and he's like, nah, it's nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. And also early in the episode, Firestar saves the day. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. she, she really. I'm starting to think like she's low key the leader of this group, Jason. She's like, kind
1: of I- yeah, yeah. You know, they might be called the Spider Friends, but. Firestar is probably firestar doesn't need them really I mean no she, yes. no, she
0: could branch out on her own and do mm-hmm. her own thing I mean yeah. iceman is there for the eye candy mm-hmm. obviously spider-man mm-hmm. is is there for the brand recognition but firestar could be the backbone of this whole operation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna yeah. keep an eye on this yeah. i I think that's smart you know, formulating something
1: here I think that's smart yeah but but like I said it, it starts fast it's got that uh it, it's got that kind of I, I said uh, uh, my initial reaction as I was watching like, felt like War of the Worlds or like Day the Earth Stood Still you know where there's yeah. there's this uh, crash in the a rural area and then wh- what did you think of this like the because the, the the blue meteor ooh comes down on this farm it's like literally right under a beehive like do you think it intended to crash under a beehive or did it did like did it turn into a a bee creature was that just pure coincidence or was it out to hook up with some bees i think it was
0: i think it was written as a pure coincidence but the writers wanted it to be that way so that they had a reason for swarm to show up but well sure sure i don't think the meteor was like there's the beehive. <laughs> okay, that's all right. Like, that's yeah. like a very specific way to land, don't you think? Well, like... that's
1: what I that's what I'm saying, but it's just <laughs> it was so you know, so I was wondering like, well, what if the meteor had landed like in an ant colony, you know? Then would have had a, a big ant creature or right. you know, what if it had, right. What if
0: it had landed in uh... a porta potty? Sure. What yeah. <laughs> oh, would have <man>. happened? <laughs> that's That's horrible to think about. <laughs> You're welcome. What if it would have landed in a spider's web? Mm-hmm, it would have had mm-hmm. an issue with Spider-Man fighting basically himself. Or or so. how
1: about this? In, in like a clutch of snake eggs. Can you imagine
0: that? Oh, oh horrible. <laughs> man, man, that would be awful. Yeah, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, don't know a whole lot about the swarm villain, but I feel like that was kind of just shoehorned in to get us that to be the monster of the week. That was my my take on it. Oh
1: well, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. for sure, yeah. yeah. But the,
0: yeah, I don't think it was aiming for the beehive. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's it's you know funny to think about, it's funny to think about you know what you know right. what else they how else they could have gone with the with right. the story. You know, it could be exactly uh, anything. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of interesting, and and they they did a nice job with the villain slash alien, right? Because you, I, I agree. I get a a strong sense that it, you know, it sort of takes on the attributes of the bees, and that's Mm -hmm. that's another thing that I that I think just again the way it's written feels like just pure coincidence, but really unfortunate coincidence for uh, (laughs) the people. Uh, of yes. Earth, uh, you know there's this uh it, it immediately assumes this sort of collective or or uh, a colony sort of attitude where everybody's working for the same thing and the, the swarm just wants I, I guess the swarm just wants everybody to turn into bugs right
0: right mm-hmm. that's that's his mm-hmm. end game he wants everyone to turn into bugs and make them work for him and work basically. for swarm yeah and you mm-hmm. know what as, mm-hmm. as far as a villain Especially and an alien. Goes, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good, it's a solid plan. I, I wrote that in my notes. Mm-hmm. I can get behind it. I mean, it's good motivation. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want to have everybody work for them? Yeah. Who doesn't want to go to a land they're Maybe not as familiar with and let, and, and rule it. And what better way than to make everybody, you know, yeah. like you. And, mm-hmm. and it's interesting a couple of times in the show. Now the, the villain's main motive has been just make everybody like me. Mm-hmm. Green mm-hmm. goblin did it a few weeks mm-hmm. ago. And, mm-hmm. and, and, I'm sure we'll see it again but in this one too I was reminded of that where it's like yeah yeah make them like me and then they they don't know any different so then they'll have to you know be mm-hmm. my minions as it were
1: mm-hmm. just to kind of think through that the timeline of the episode again you're uh you're absolutely correct it crashes they kind of they they see the crash happen uh, from uh, the observatory or, or wherever the students were for this uh, rocket launch. And then they, they kind of, they head out to check out the, the crash site. But before that even happens, Firestar's over there, right? And she tangles with the, with the creature right away. And uh, that's a, yeah, it's a good fight. It's a, it's a fun yeah. fight scene. Um, We get a, we get a a good sort of establishment of the creature's abilities right away. Yep. And you also, I I feel like particularly with the, like the nest uh, and the hive kind of growing around that meteor uh, hole, you know, the, 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 uh, uh, whatchamacallit, the crater. the crater. Yeah. Yeah. Words are hard. It's <laughs> the, fine. <laughs> the hive growing out of the crater. Yeah. <laughs> You get a sense that every that it, it's its powers are also expanding the longer that it's there, right? And, right.
0: Yeah. And, and you, it's it's mutating mm-hmm, as we as mm-hmm. we watch this episode unfold. Yeah. Yes.
1: Well, that's all. That's all cool. Good. It's great. Alien stuff. I love it. I love it. And it is,
0: it is very much like a sixties drive-in movie where it starts small and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, worse and worse and worse. I think mm-hmm. of the blob. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. To me, this, epi- this episode reminded me of the ones you mentioned, the blob and the fly. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what like the things that I was really into it. And if yeah, you think yeah. about it in 1981, mm-hmm. kids obviously wouldn't have seen those movies, but their parents probably did. Sure. Sure. And they were probably like, Oh, this remind you know what I mean? Like maybe yeah, they're watching yeah. it and go like, Mm-hmm. We're watching this now. You're nostalgic for it because you remember this episode of the kid. Mm-hmm. Our parents probably watched this episode if they did and were nostalgic for, you know, what it was giving a, Jeff you know, Goldblum. a nod yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because wasn't that around this time? Wasn't yeah, I, think I think it was. Fly? Yeah. I think it was really, yeah. really close. Don't at me, but that's the best adaptation <laughs> of any fly. Just so you know, the Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Don't send me letters, but that's my opinion. <laughs>
1: I think I think that's I'd totally fair.
0: I think. You think we're okay? okay? Yeah, I think.
1: I don't think you're going to get a lot of argument.
0: Uh, all right. <laughs> I don't know how many fly purists are listening right now, and I don't want to ruffle any 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 wings, as it were.
1: There's uh, there's a moment I wanted to point out where, like I said, the the professor and he takes all the students too to go, and I thought that it was just a little bit funny. Oh there's some alien meteor that came down. Let's go check it out.
0: Check it out, <laughs> like, right. We're not going to call the cops or anything like that. No, let's just, we'll go take a look. Um, but That's there's cardinal sin in all these kind of movies though, Jason. Never call oh, the authorities. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was just recently thinking about Little Shop of Horrors and if I was in that movie, I would have called the cops like the minute my plant started talking to me like it's a goddamn <laughs> or, talking plant
1: or somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. if not the police. Don't, you'd call somebody.
0: <laughs> right. Don't just, don't just take matters in your own hands. And, and it's, it, that is why this was another episode that reminded me of like that kind of horror. There are a lot of tropes that we yeah. see in the, in the horror movies. And that's a really good example. The one you just brought up uh-huh. of check it out. I'm sure, I'm sure it's nothing we need to worry about. It's mm-hmm. just, out of the ordinary. <laughs> right, right.
1: Oh, man. And as they're getting ready to... The students are all piling into cars and, and heading out there. There's a moment that I thought was just a little out of character for Peter Parker. He's kind of a dick to Flash. Uh, Thompson. Yes. As he, he like... Uh, doesn't he, like, uh, trip him or something? Or he, like, webs his ankle and throws him in a mud puddle or something like that? And I was like... Yeah. That seems a little... Uh, I don't know that. Usually, I think of, at least in these cartoons, it seems like Peter is a well, very upstanding citizen. Now, of course, the, he's not a
0: bully, right?
1: Of course, the you know we know that the true origin of Spider-Man involves some tendency for him to maybe be a little bit,
0: a little bit more aggro, a little bit more, yeah, little, a little little bit less,
1: more. little less empathetic.
0: Um, yeah yeah, yeah a little a little harder around the edges, maybe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but by that- the way we saw Flash Thompson last week, and there was no indication that there was bad blood between them except for the fact that he maybe took Angelica on a date, sure, right? sure, yeah, yeah, so what happened <laughs> like
1: <laughs> well, yeah. what's going on,
0: you guys? Mm-hmm, like let's mm-hmm. talk this out, yeah,
1: right, but uh you know so that, that just kind of surprised me a little bit I, that moment uh I thought was uh, interesting. Um, obviously no, you know, no harm, no foul, uh, flash is just full of mud. And then he, then he gets in the car, but he does also end up, uh, getting turned into a, uh, bee creature. Right. And that's, uh, that's what I recall from this episode being again, one of ah. the, one of the weird, Beeing. Beeing. Sorry. <laughs> one of Sorry. the weird, dangerous <laughs> things about the, episode. and, and again, we, if you remember weeks and weeks and weeks ago, when we had the Mysterio had his uh, his zombie army of yeah, of, yeah. of brainwashed people, you know. Again, it's that same kind of thing that I just I, those those kinds of stories always sort of stuck with me and haunted me a little bit the when the people get shot with the swarm rays it's really kind of similar they turn into bug people and they just become workers and their swarm is my master they'll aunt may turns into a bug and she attacks peter
0: yeah that's Mm -hmm. right that's Mm -hmm. right And, and i really enjoyed that they they reminded me a little bit of the um in the film anyway of Lord of the Rings, the orcs where they're literally like made and they just start killing. Mm, like th- that's mm-hmm. their only purpose in life is to, is to follow swarm. Yeah. And I also think it's very convenient that even though you become a bee, you get to keep your street clothes on. Like yep, it's, yep. it's kind of the best that's of really both nice. worlds. That's really nice. Yeah. You yeah. have to buy a new wardrobe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's,
1: Everything's everything's good there. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah it wings, works out nicely. Wings just sprout through that, you know, it just tear through yeah. your clothes. I, I thought it was nice when, and very convenient for Swarm, that when Iceman and Firestar turned into bug people, they retained their mutant abilities.
0: Correct. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. And, and I put that in my notes as well. But Spidey is immune. Spidey right. is not. The, the, sp- the spider blood saves him again. Right, uh, yeah, this has happened more than once, even in the series, hasn't it? Like in this iteration, where like his spider blood is, or maybe that was an uh, eighty-one,
1: yeah, maybe it might have been the other one. I don't, I don't right. remember for sure, but
0: um, but it's I, a good like um, MacGuffin, yeah. like right, <laughs> right. If, if we don't want Spider-Man to get hurt, yeah, spider blood, yeah, uh,
1: spider blood. He's <laughs> hey, bud, he's got radioactive blood.
0: Listen, uh, bud. <laughs> oh yeah, so
1: so that worked out. I did mm-hmm. like in that scene where he's fighting with. Iceman and Firestar, I really liked the fact that, um, he really had to kind of think on his feet and it was like an action scene, but he was also like reasoning things out and, and like formulating a plan on the fly for how he was going to, uh, basically turn them back into people. You know, he, he, you know, he, he dreamed up this idea of luring them into that lead lined room. Mm Mm-hmm. While he's fighting them, I thought that was—I thought that was neat.
0: Right. right, it was the intellectual with the brawn, the the mm-hmm. brain and the brawn. And and mm-hmm. I've said this before in our in our project that we're doing here, Jason. I like when Peter Parker can help out Spider-Man and vice versa, where mm-hmm. like the, mm-hmm. the the nerdy side of Peter Parker is helping Spider-Man and, and the other way around too. So yeah. I, I kind of yeah. like seeing that dichotomy. Mm-hmm. I was I, I appreciated that as well, and and really everything about this episode as far as the way the the villain worked. The way you know what his plan was, and even the fight at the end, to me, it all just kind of worked like mm-hmm. there wasn't really any major like red flags for me or gripes. It yeah. wasn't the most exciting episode, but it it really like there weren't any glaring things that stood out as like you oh, know that doesn't make sense, you know mm-hmm. what I mean mm-hmm. it this is
1: what the we this is the fourth one that we've watched now out of these it's the yes. first it's the first one of something that I. I feel like they go back to the well uh, on this concept a few times where, you know, you've got, these, you've got these three heroes that are the main characters every week. It seems like at least a couple times a season, you know, here let's say every five, six episodes or something like that, they put them in a situation where they actually pit their powers against one another. Yes. You know, that, that, I know that that happens more than one time uh in right. in this series and uh i think we'll see it again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that's just kind For of sure. a common
0: theme you know of, especially when you got the go-
1: fire and ice you know you got that whole shtick going on and right. whatever right yeah yeah
0: yeah and that they're friends in real life so if you you know kind of break up that friendship or, or cause a rift it's gonna cut deep
1: so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah but i yeah and i agree with you too like uh, overall this this episode i think is really solid and it it it, um, it follows that, uh, I, I like the way you put it, like the, like the drive-in sci-fi or horror movie. It follows that, that narrative plot line so well, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and it just, and it sets up really nicely for uh, being able to be compacted into a, a, a episode, a short episode like this. Um, right. one of the things that I will say is, uh, just one, another one of those hinky early '80s, uh, cartoon moments. We we talked about it last uh, last week in the Sunfire episode too. But there's this moment where, uh, uh, way back early in the episode, Firestar has fought with Swarm. She goes back to the observatory. She's like, Spidey, big trouble. Get Bobby. We gotta fight bad guy here. And he's like. I'm on it. My suit. I'm not wearing my suit. It's at home being cleaned, and I was like, "Okay, weird." Um, yeah, but never he, mentioned before. <laughs> but he goes. He goes home, and, and Iceman is there, and he's he's snoozing on the couch, and he's like, he's like, uh, oh, what'd you wake me up for? I was dreaming of Angelica Bugface," and I'm like. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All so right. She, she is an object. Yeah. Right. She is not yeah. a person. She yeah. is a thing of dreams and mm-hmm. a thing to fantasize about. Yeah. 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 And I'm
1: like, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And how how many times have you been woken up by someone besides your your lovely wife, and mm-hmm. you get annoyed with them because you were having a dream, and you tell them what you were dreaming about. <laughs> Why? That happens in movies and TV shows all the time. It's never a thing I've said. Jason, why did you wake me up? I was dreaming about the lottery. (laughs) No one says that.
1: That is a fair question. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. I want answers. Who is having these conversations? But yeah, and and honestly, if if I were Peter slash Spider-Man and I go to Bobby slash Iceman and wake him up and he says that, I would probably have said what the kids say, you know. TMI, like, right? we to right. bigger issues here. Bigger fish to fry here. Don't need to worry about that right now. Right, let's move on.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm trying to think through some of the other stuff that was uh that was really interesting here cuz you know, so they they uh Spider-Man and Nice Man, they uh obviously they go to help and in the meantime Swarm has started turning people into bugs and now they're defending the hive and uh he's he's hard to kill cuz he it's like it's an alien creature but he's actually just made of a big swarm of bees so, you right. know, he's like like you 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 shoot your blasters at him or whatever and he he just flies just apart and then right. and then right. comes back together. I think Firestar tried to put him in like a little flaming cage or something and he's like
0: yeah, no big deal, he fly, fly out of fly here, fly out of right. there.
1: You know, so that, so we got uh all that stuff going on.
0: Never called the local beekeepers though.
1: Nope, didn't call the local beekeepers. So he's turning all all these people into bees. They all with the gigantic hive. At one point, mm-hmm. we also get, like, a swarm of gigantic drones coming out of the hive, right? Mm-hmm. And yep, I think, yep. that, and if I remember correctly, the goal here from swarm here is basically take this, take this turning people into workers thing to the next level. Like, his drones are going to go out, they're going to either bring people back and or blast them with their eye blasters, turn them all into into swarm people, Right. Yes. Yeah. It, this that's, is
0: that's continuing on that plan,
1: right? This this scene contains my f- possibly my favorite funny line from any episode of the series so far, because they they cut to a scene of Aunt May. She's in the kitchen, right? She's doing the dishes, whatever. She's probably just had a little snack for herself. She yep, looks up Watching out the, her stories. Yeah. Yeah. She all of a sudden here comes one of these gigantic drones just picking up people and she's like and she sees it she sees yes. this bee and she's like oh I should go get the spray from the garage <laughs> right <laughs> like, a, like dog size
0: bee <laughs> I'm oh, just gonna use an, spray. an. I'm gonna use an entire can but I'll take care of this problem I love right. that very, very practical, right? Very right. practical, and, and she lives in this universe where Spider-Man, Iceman, Firestar, and all these villains exist. Right. So maybe it's not that uncommon to see a giant I, bee in a beehive, I, I like, suppose. like, oh, it's a Wednesday. <laughs> Goddamn
1: giant oh, I loved bees! That
0: I loved that. Oh, it man. must be bee season. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, uh-huh. And and I I did like not to give anything away, but we're talking about Aunt May. Yeah. She she becomes one of the bee workers as you mentioned. Yeah. At the end, much like a lot of these episodes, she doesn't really have a, a strong recollection of that happening. Right. Right. But she she does have a strange craving for honey. Um. That's <laughs> and I said in the grand scheme of things, not a bad side effect. <laughs> no, <laughs> like that that could have no. broke so much worse than it did. <laughs> yeah. Like you just need you want you know you want some honey gra- honey cereal or whatever or put a little honey in your coffee in the morning. <laughs> I'm good with worse things.
1: Worse things could happen.
0: Absolutely <laughs> right, right. But yeah, oh, very practical terrific. of, of me with uh-huh. the uh, the bug spray. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, tell me a little bit about your nostalgia for this episode, Jason. You you put in your notes that this was one of your favorite episodes as a kid. Like, is this one mm-hmm. that you watched repeatedly? Then I feel like it. W-
1: I feel like maybe we saw it on repeat uh you know more than one time uh and i just remember it being one that uh i would i would sit and watch the whole thing okay you know for sure like if it would if i even if it was a rerun we'd kind of watch it over and over and i think i really liked the uh i, I really liked the monster yeah just the, the 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 fascination with the people that get turned into monsters is is uh just something that i don't know that that uh, particu- it checks the box for you particularly when I like from a childhood on that was just it was always very interesting to see um so yeah i li- I really liked uh how iceman and firestar got turned into it turned into bad guys in this way yeah, right? yeah yeah and yep, spider-man yep. had to had to save them and that was uh yeah uh a- and for like for a little kid, Boy, when those antennae grew out of Iceman and Firestar's yeah, yeah. heads, it was really it was really touch and go, man. It was like you didn't know for sure what was going to happen. Was this did the end to, of Firestar and Iceman?
0: Right. Oh, did you have did you have to leave the room like when Bruce Banner turned into Hulk? No, or no, I, it, it wasn't okay. uh,
1: it wasn't that with animation. It was a little bit easier okay. to tolerate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Although I'm sure if they did a live action version of this episode, I would not have been able to watch
0: it. No, mm-hmm, no, because mm-hmm. there, there would have been, it would have been, you know, Jeff Goldblum level. Yeah. 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 would have been a lot Compared, of horror, horrifying makeup, mm-hmm. a lot of Kafka esque moments <laughs> and that you yes. probably weren't ready to handle as a yes. young man. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, uh, not to skip ahead to your review, but no, go ahead. Is it what you remember? Did you like it as much oh, now yeah, as you did yeah. as a kid? Yeah. Cause this was my first time seeing this one. And honestly, mm-hmm. So far, reading the synopses and with the episodes that we've watched, I don't recall specific episodes of the show. I just remember the show. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll be curious to see if any of these come back to me um, as we watch them. So it's kind yeah, of interesting yeah. that you you remember it as a kid. So mm-hmm. it uh, it does hold up for you, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I th- and again, I think that it's just it's a nice uh, it's a nice tight story that is uh, uh, paced well. And there's not a lot of, there's really not a lot of wasted time in this episode, right?
0: right? I, I mean, yeah. there's,
1: I really don't, I, I feel like there's not really any wasted time here. I, no, you know, no, it's,
0: it's very, and every episode of this, this series has been very well edited, very well put together and very yeah. action packed. Yeah. Like yeah. There, there's not a lot of downtime and, and that's refreshing after Spidey 81. Like yeah. there's not mm-hmm. a lot of wasted animation or frames. It, it feels, Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. for a kids' show, it's moving at a good pace. Yeah, you know. Yeah.
1: The, just to quickly wrap up the like the the narrative of this story. I mean, obviously, the, our our heroes win uh, and everything oh. like that. But they, <laughs> but you know, Spidey Spidey lures them into this. He, he realizes that it's like it was some sort of radiation that was causing this bug infestation with people. And if you if you lost like a psychic connection to the hive you would turn back into your normal self so he puts him in this this lead insulated uh, room at the mm-hmm. university and that takes care of that problem for him and then they go into they infiltrate the hive they disguise themselves as workers and they infiltrate the hive to get that blue meteor and get rid of that mm-hmm. and throw and get it because they know they realize if we get rid of this meteor and get it back out into space things are going to go back to normal right, right and yep. so uh and so that's uh, that's how things uh, uh break uh, as it as it goes along here they put the meteor on the rocket that uh, that we saw uh in the in the very first scene of the show um and um i I, I remember thinking as I'm watching that uh, that high because the hive like almost immediately, the the what had become this gigantic beehive starts shrinking right away, and I thought, oh, I hope nobody's in there, because there were <laughs> there were a lot of people inside the hive.
0: Yes, I hope they all escaped before the yeah the, the it, crushing shrinkage occurred. It, the, right. the shrinkage
1: was very fast. It was very fast shrinkage yeah,
0: and powerful. Yeah, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, that was it, it. Was a solid conclusion uh, that to me uh, totally made sense too. Like I that's another thing that at times have has been problematic is a solution just erupts out of nowhere. Everything in this one made sense. Yeah. You know, from, from, from a, a a space alien uh, standpoint. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and I hope they don't lean too heavily into the space stuff. I'd like to see more episodes where it's a little bit more organic and terrestrial, I guess, Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. because yeah, I feel like it's, it's not lazy. I don't want to give it that word, but it's kind of easy. It's kind of like radiation. Like, if you can't explain mm. something, it's mm-hmm. radioactive. If you can't explain something, it must be alien. Sure. So, am sure. um, mm-hmm. not taking anything off the quality of this episode, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I could watch an entire series of what comes from space this week? Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That,
1: yeah. That would be a different show. Right. No, but it's uh, yeah. It, w- it was just uh, it was just fun and, and all good. Uh, what what else did we miss? What did what else did you notice that uh, that needs mention?
0: Well, I think we um, for the second time now, for those of you keeping track at home and you're, you're keeping score on a spreadsheet, this was our second O.J. Simpson reference in our entire <laughs> journey. Uh, right. We had one in Spidey 81, and now we have one in here. And, you know, nobody knew in 1981 what was going to happen in 93 or whenever that was, but it's still... It it always kind of stands out to me, like it just kind of sets you back, like getting an ember on your nose, like you're just kind of like, whoa, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's not common in 2021 uh-huh. to
1: hear OJ, <laughs> and it and it was another it was another moment for them to uh, make sort of a backhanded uh, sexist uh, sort of remark because so that the OJ reference comes around when they're when they're inside the gigantic hive and they're stealing the blue meteor because it's a you know yep. it's like. It's like football or basketball sized and, and Spidey and Iceman are both making, uh, you know, football metaphors and, and, yes. and like, well, I'm going to lateral it to you and, you know, and go for you know, run for the right. end zone or whatever. And OJ, blah, blah, blah. And Firestar gets in on this. Cause she's going to actually like burn a hole in the top of the hive and take it out. And, but she says nothing about sports at that moment. Right. That, right. She, Cause she's a girl. She wouldn't know anything well, what about is, sports.
0: What does she know exactly? <laughs> right. We're talking. The men are talking here, Dame. Yeah. It was just yeah, yeah.
1: No, no sports. Yeah. No sports for the girl. No sports. No. For the
0: listen, girl. you belong in my dreams or in the kitchen. Don't <laughs> don't start talking about football.
1: <laughs> I did also. Uh, I did also kind of like the uh, the Iceman joke as their, which most of his jokes are pretty corny and like he has some real real lame dad humor dad for, jokes. Yeah. for a lot of this uh series but i did enjoy and 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 maybe it's because i'm a dad but uh chuckled <laughs> when he's you know he they're they're getting out of the hive and he's they're basically following firestar up and so he's he's blasting him up on a giant ice platform and he's he's uh, uh talking to spider-man like it's an elevator he's and he's going like third floor bees fourth floor bees <laughs>
0: yeah that was well that was well written (laughs) yeah Yeah. right i liked it yeah exactly Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. that is a dad joke but yeah i liked i enjoyed it yeah um i don't know if i have really anything else i'm i'm curious as to see if we see more flash thompson because i'm Mm -hmm. always excited Mm -hmm. about that but we did we did mention that oh i did want to mention that there's one point that the super friends amazing friends dress up like a bee to to trick swarm, and they have like a fake bug costume. Oh
1: yeah, well they they put on they put on fake eyes and, and antennae antenna. to yeah. to get it, it to get into the hive.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that made me laugh because mm-hmm. it looked. Mm-hmm starkly different than what the people are actually turning into and no but and they had no
1: wings they they had no yeah, wings exactly yeah. but swarm's but, like yeah you look buggy enough to me
0: yep, come on in yep you're part of the swarm <laughs> welcome to the swarm club yeah but uh it, it made me laugh out loud And now yeah. that was one of those moments where i was like was that supposed to be funny <laughs> <laughs> right but, but it definitely was yes so, yes yeah oh boy but yeah, no, really, really, nothing else. I'm glad it held up with your nostalgia. One mm-hmm. other thing I wanted to mention: Swarm. I don't think is very much like in the Spider Universe in any other media. I think he's in the comics a little bit, but the only other thing that I that I that I heard, and this is because my wonderful wife Jeanette saw the Spider-Man musical turn off the dark. Mm-hmm. He is one of the Sinister Six in that, which that's I, rem- I hadn't... that's
1: remarkable. I can't Isn't believe it? that. Yeah, I yeah. know,
0: I know, because mm-hmm. it feels like. The Sinister Six changes, I think, in any universe you're in, but I feel like he's not one of the ones that would be like on the Spider Man villain Hall of Fame. He's not no. a Doc Ock or a Green Goblin or even a lizard. And you know what I mean? Like,
1: and, and it's just a you know, it's just like a entity from this meteor. Like it it's Yeah. It, it's so yeah. weird to, to I think, think he, of that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He had a richer backstory in the comics from what I'm reading on the Wikipedia page here, but I mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I've not read Nowhere near every single Spider-Man comic that's out there, but oh, I don't sure. ever yeah. remember even hearing of Swarm no, <laughs> until no. this episode. Did you?
1: No, no, definitely not. And honestly, I un- until we had a little you know pregame conversation here, I had no idea that Swarm was anything except a one-off uh, villain. I for, was this, too. for this TV show. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I was
0: I was surprised that mm-hmm. that he even you know existed in, in anything else. But maybe it was just really easy to like that on a Broadway stage. So they're like yeah. swarm yeah. is easy enough. We just put <laughs> shadows and it looks like bees. Right, right.
1: Oh, don't have to cast anybody.
0: Right. And, it, and that, that show had enough problems. So they, they probably <laughs> did not want to make it any worse. <laughs> this
1: episode though, this show, I'm going to give this a, a rock solid three and a half radioactive spiders. I think it, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, as far as, you know, keeping it from being a, a top echelon ep. It is a little bit formulaic and it, and, it, and it does a good job with the formula uh, and everything. And, and like we said, the pacing and the the story is all well done, but it's not mm-hmm. very it's not really complex. It doesn't really surprise you or anything like that with, with right. all the things that are predictable and are an homage. It does a good job with all that stuff. Three and a half radioactive spiders for me.
0: Yeah, I gave it three, and, and I agree with everything you said. I just don't know if in ten episodes from now we'll still remember this one because it was kind of, for lack of a better word, non-consequential. Mm-hmm. But it, it it was a lot of fun, and I liked, I liked that it was kind of in this thing we've been doing. This was kind of like the first genre episode sure. that really mm-hmm. worked. Because yeah, we had yeah. like a Western episode and 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 uh, you know strange things going on in Spidey eighty one. We had like a mm-hmm. film noir at one point, yeah. And it never yeah. worked. But in this in this episode, it worked as like that sixties drive in fifties horror flick kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I gave it I gave it a solid three. Which, yeah, I think this this series now is four for four for me as far as much better than Spidey eighty one
1: for sure. Yeah, I and I, I'm looking forward to uh, that uh, continuing on here. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about. Seven Little Superheroes, one of the one of the ones with a lot of guest stars. Yeah. And that's going to happen more than once in this series. It's uh, it's going to be fun. So
0: Yeah, looking forward to it. And most importantly, Jason, looking forward to talking to you. Love okay. it. Love it. All right, buddy. Do it again next week. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app. Follow us on Twitter at BKO Radio and like the show on Facebook. You can reach us by email, spideyfanspodcast at gmail.com. Most importantly, if you enjoyed it, share with a friend.